it's your girl Rosa Sparks. Check out Dainty Thug every Wednesday to find out who I'm talking to, the latest in pop culture, while keeping it true and dainty. Subscribe to Dainty Thug now, exclusively on the CSPN Media Network. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, contenders. How about hypnosis? Let's get through psychosis, psychosis, whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 232 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey. How are you, Miss Didi Jonet? Um, I'm shocked. I didn't tell you all. I realized that I have to stay in Liv Morgan now. So. Okay, this is breaking news. Please continue with what changed your perspective upon Miss Liv Morgan. I was told by Apple Care, Apple Care being XJ Trilla, that when Hulk Hogan came out to something, I don't know, maybe it was the Hall of Fame, Liv Morgan sat in her seat and didn't clap. So that's like, ah, points for you. Then I saw a video. Uh, apparently they had a watch party for um, WrestleMania and you know we don't speak of him but that man Sam with the Jufro was there and Liv Morgan was on the seat next to him and she was like how do you feel about Bianca and he was like huh and she was like what and she was like don't you like her you don't like her do you he was like no I like her she was like oh you just don't think she should be in the match she was like yeah I just don't think she should have a one on one match he was like gosh can't people have opinions and she was like mm hmm just wondering. And I was like, oh, I see what you did there, girl. I have decided to stand. And actually, none of the wires go. I seem like they fucked with him too tough, which points for all of you. Well, th- that's quite the revelation on this WrestleMania weekend, post-WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, man. Things be coming to light. We're joined by it's a WrestleCast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime himself. What's going on, Greg? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going on in the world today. I mean, it, it started with with Becky Lynch going to jail, then Ronda, then Charlotte. Now Aunt Becky from Four Houses going to jail. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> Hey man, it's a cold world out here. Things come at you fast when it comes to the law. This edition of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. And you can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. So it was WrestleMania weekend, as everybody knows. There was some news that came out of WrestleMania. First off being uh, some fan decided that he wanted to steal the show. So he jumped in during the Hall of Fame speech of Bret Hart for the Hart Foundation. Him and Natalia were up there accepting the nomination into the Hall of Fame. Some fan jumped in 
they quickly, you know, blur the screen on the network feed. But of course, there's all these people in attendance and we get to see the live video from inside the arena. And yeah, the uh, the wrestlers put a pretty good beating on this dude, specifically Dash Wilder. As you do. Did you I'm a big fan. <laughs> Did you see that punch that Dash Wilder landed on the dude, Greg? I just saw the steal. I didn't see the video. Oh yeah, man! Like they were get, they finally got him out the ring, and they're like ushering him up the aisleway. And Dash Wilder literally made sure he took like ten good steps with this dude, so he could get this one perfect shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so everybody was uh, praising Dash Wilder. And the next day, they had uh, pictures with Bret Hart and everything. Uh, everybody was talking about how they love the new day because Xavier and uh, Big E rushed straight to Natty, making sure she was okay. Heath Slater was in there putting the boots to him. It was it was amazing to see like who got in the ring and who didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didi Jane, I know that you'll find this amusing. Ooh, Ronda, I already know what it is. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> has apparently suffered a real broken hand during the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, did the face sport make a real hand really break? <laughs> it's almost like God loves me. I don't know. Apparently it happened during a confrontation where she was throwing punches with Becky. <gasps> of course, that gives Becky Lynch a, a chance to just continue to do her thing on Twitter. You give the girl an inch and she will take the whole marathon, I swear. <laughs> we don't know how long she'll be out and what yeah. plans will be altered due to this, but we will see something eventually from Rhonda probably next week, either live on Raw or well, the Superstar Shakeup is next week, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. she's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And the person who says that he runs the place, but we all know that he's just leasing. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, he suffered an undisclosed injury during his match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Uh, he was sent home on Monday. He did not do. He was scheduled to do access. Uh, they sent him home. He wasn't on SmackDown uh, this past week as well. They haven't released what he actually hurt, but. Uh, yeah, so AJ Styles is suffering through some injuries. Hopefully he gets well soon and he won't have to miss too much time off the road. Uh, the people that access, though, the replacement they got for AJ Styles was Kofi Kingston. Hey! hey. <laughs> so that was an upgrade. Yeah. Kofi was busy, man. He did a lot of media on Monday. As one should. But before we get to the happenings of WrestleMania, we had NXT TakeOver New York. It started out with the War Raiders defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against the team of Aleister Black and Ricochet. Hanson takes out Aleister Black on the floor, and back inside, Ricochet fights on his own. Thor's hammer follows, and Hanson hits the suicide dive. The War Raiders hit Fallout, and the champs retain as the War Raiders defeat Aleister Black and Ricochet. After the match, the crowd gives Aleister Black and Ricochet their official NXT send-off. 
uh, Al, uh, excuse me, Ricochet was clearly touched as he had a breakdown moment there in the ring as they were taking their bows and getting their applause. Great match to start the show, and uh, TakeOver is off to a great start as usual. Mr. DJ, did you get a chance to watch this? I know this was on a Friday. I know you might have had plans in the city. Um, I did not have plans in the city, but I did not watch all of it. All I saw was, I think I saw like the last two matches. Oh, so you missed the Velveteen Dream. I did, yeah. Coming out dressed as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> what an icon. Going up against Matt Riddle, defending his NXT North American Championship. The trade strikes. Riddle hits the power bomb and a knee strike for a two count. The bro mission follows, and the dream counters into a cradle. He pins Matt Riddle, and the Velveteen Dream retains. So we had next up Kishida from New Japan Pro Wrestling. They show him out in the crowd. Big moment because everybody was afraid that Kushida might get sent to 205 Live. But no, he's coming over to NXT. So looking forward to that. Next up, the match Miss Didi Jone. She says she was looking forward to seeing a new champion come out of this match. But we had Pete Dunne defending his NXT UK championship <laughs> against Walter. Walter heads up top and Pete Dunne cuts him off. Pete Dunne follows him up and he locks on a hanging triangle. Walter lays in chops, and then he hits the super power bomb off of the ropes. Walter goes back up top. He hits a big splash, and Walter gets the pin as Pete Dunn has finally been defeated, and we have a new NXT UK champion. Hey, told you so. This was really hard hitting. I think a lot of people... Uh, would say that this was maybe their match of the night. Pete Dunn fought really hard to be such a small guy and Walter being so big. They told a great story. Every time mm. Walter would use his big power advantages, Pete Dunn would go to his fingers and go to the finger, stop, finger snaps or stomp on his fingers or that was kind of like his equalizer mm-hmm. to uh, Walter's power moves and things. So that was a lot of fun. Now we have our NXT Women's four-way championship match between Kari Sane, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and the champion, Shayna Baszler. Kari Sane goes up top. Bianca Belair hair whips her and hits the KOD on both Kari Sane and Io Shirai. Bianca covers Kari Sane, but Shayna Baszler makes the save. Shayna gets the clutch on Bianca Belair. Bianca fights, but she eventually has to tap. And Shayna Baszler retains the NXT Women's Championship. Now, see, her Team Japan had forethought and teamed up. Shayna still wouldn't be the winner, but twice they said, fuck your friendship and ruined their chances. So, this is what you get. That girl, still champ. It's for the NXT title, Dee Dee. There ain't no friends in this. And now they're both losers. So I hope they're happy. <laughs> you got to think long term. You help me, you get first dibs. Fuck Shayna. 
But no, instead, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're thrown out of the ring, and you can't even say Binky. So now you all lose. Everybody loses. Hope you're happy. Very surprised with the booking of this match. I thought that this was the perfect time for Shayna to maybe lose the championship and move up, but that is not the case. Bianca Belair, unfortunately, has to take the pinfall in this match, which was definitely double thumbs down. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. Io could have taken the fall again, taken the fall. Kyrie could have did it again. Like, options. Plenty of options. Yeah, I think a lot of people were not pleased with this booking. Just confused. Just thinking, well, what else does Shayna have to do? But right. I, I think I know where they're going. What are you going with? Candice LeRae. Because if you remember, Shayna's whole thing started with her um, bullying Dakota Kai. And the first person yeah, to yeah, really yeah. Um, stand up to her was Candice LeRae. Um, eh, you know, me and wrestling psychology, like, you want me to believe EO, Kyrie. And Binky can't beat little girl. But Candace LeRae can beat her. But I'll let it happen. Anything that gets that title off that girl is fine with me. (laughs) She's DD's NXT Brock Lesnar. But she's actually there every week. She is, but she's there. So it's like I give her like plus one. You know who she is? She's like right back. You know? (laughs) It's very that. Like I don't even really want to acknowledge you because then it's just like you're the boogeyman. You're there even more. But. No, at least you you do your work. At least you come to work. Now it's time for the main event of the evening. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby. Two out of three falls for the vacant NXT championship. Johnny Gargano misses the rolling kick. We get an enziguri by Adam Cole, and Cole drops the knee pad as they trade cradles. Adam Cole counters the sunset flip. Adam Cole hits the last shot, and Adam Cole wins the first fall. You're talking about over? Man, these people were here for Adam Cole. This crowd in New York was all about some undisputed era when this match started. And you too, yes? Oh, I'm all about some undisputed era, yeah. <laughs> but I'm all about Johnny Gargano too. This is this is what's a weird thing for me because, you know, this wasn't this wasn't the match I was supposed to get just like mm-hmm. two years ago when we got here and it was supposed to be the uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and Ciampa got hurt mm-hmm. with the knee. So it's just, uh, you know, it, it wasn't what I wanted, but it was the ending that we were supposed to get. Johnny Gargano, he hits an enziguri and follows with a slingshot DDT to the apron. Gargano breaks the count, and then he gets ran into the post twice. Back in the ring, they trade strikes again, and Johnny Gargano gets an armbar. He transitions into the Gargano escape, and Adam Cole has to tap out. So now we're tied at one fall each. He did some of Tommaso Ciampa's moves in that second fall. I don't know if you really caught on to that, but I didn't, but yeah. I believe it because true love exists. <laughs> yeah, you have a theory. We'll have to talk about it at the end of this. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> the undisputed error arrives during the third fall, distracting Johnny Gargano. 
Cal O'Reilly rakes Johnny's eyes. We get a ref bump, and then O'Reilly and Bobby Fish hit the total elimination on Johnny Gargano, but he kicks out. Johnny Gargano dumps Adam Cole out onto the floor onto the Undisputed Era. He rolls him back in, and then he cleans house. Back in the ring, Adam Cole hits super kicks, and the last shot for another two count. The crowd is going insane as Johnny Gargano is turning into Super Cena right in front of our eyes. Adam Cole starts to talk shit, but Johnny Gargano counters another last shot into the Gargano escape. Adam Cole rolls for the ropes, but he has no choice but to eventually tap out. And Johnny Gargano is your new NXT champion. (laughs) So what did you think about Super Gargano? Are you are you me, John Cena two point <laughs> Good gosh, I I hadn't been paying. I think I came into it. I don't know. I missed the first pinfall, so I saw the second one, and then I saw all the shenanigans that led to the third one. And I was like, "Oh my god, he's John Cena!" <laughs> I was like, it's, "It's clear as day. Like that's John Cena. Like nothing you do four on one. It doesn't matter if I'm concussed out." Doesn't matter if I don't know which way is up, I'm still going to beat you because I'm John Cena and I don't lose. And I'm like, this would be very irritating, like if it continues this way. But for right now, the day or two before WrestleMania, I'll let you have it. That's fine. After the match, Candice mm-hmm. arrives to celebrate with her husband. Gargano hugs his father and his family and his mother in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're walking up the ramp. They turn their back to the, uh, you know, the Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. And Tommaso Ciampa arrives. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, it's like when the crowd changes their tone, he's like, he's behind me, isn't he? He's behind me. Isn't he? <laughs> so, Tommaso Ciampa arrives. And then we have a group hug between Candice, Johnny, and Tommaso (laughs) to close out the show. (sighs) Are you ready for my theory? Yes, I am. Okay, so I have noticed for quite a while now that Johnny and Tommaso are very close. And I had seen, you know, Candice LeRae's little tinge of jealousy regarding Tommaso and oh you're not gonna forgive him are you and blah 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 but then I saw them hug on Friday and it was so emotion filled and I thought they're probably a throuple and for those of you who don't know what I mean is they all in a relationship you know like I feel like they know each other biblically if you're picking up what I'm putting down so I told all of WrestleCast Twitter that I felt this way. And somebody said, well, you know, when they moved down to Florida, they all did live together. And I said to myself, so Florida is not an expensive place to live. There's realistically no reason why one grown man would need to live with another grown man and his fiance. Unless, of course, they were all in a relationship. Call me crazy. I don't know. Just me. Reverse threes company. Is this what you're proposing? Listen, I'm not mad at all. 
If she did that, she did what? That. Yes, ma'am. Okay? Okay. And that's uh, allegedly. Me myself. Allegedly. I said, I said if she did it. You know, I don't know what they did. I just wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's all. But I think they did. That's a very interesting theory, Miss E. Janae. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Oh, you're very welcome. And, you know, I welcome all the theories about all the wrestlers. But, like, I'm, I'm very secure in this theory. Like, nobody's going to tell me different. Have you heard the theory slash rumor that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are dating? I find that interesting. You know what I would prefer because I'm that kind of person? I want Becky to date Finn, you know, Team Ireland and shit. But I can see Becky and Seth dating each other. Sure. That's thanks to what sleep though. She was you picking know, up their vibes from the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, you know, champs gotta date champs. We don't date no losers around here. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why Seth wanted to get his double belt on. Never mind, we'll get there. <laughs> Maybe he was inspired. <laughs> I'd like to thank Everybody who came out on Friday night and used the hashtag Notorious NXT cast to share their commentary with color on NXT TakeOver New York. It was a great time as always. So thank you for the turnout. We enjoyed every minute and everybody's commentary with color. So this is the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente. I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, and our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. So now it's time to talk about the biggest show of them all, WrestleMania 35. You mean the longest show of them all? Yes, that too. Clocking in at a whopping 7 hours and 38, 35 minutes, somewhere around there. That's a work day. (laughs) That's two episodes of Raw and almost a whole episode of SmackDown. Just to put it into perspective. It's hateful is what it is. <laughs> oh, well, it got worse for some people once everything was over. Yeah, they said they had, because of course, uh, they it, it was after midnight, and of course, in these cities that quote-unquote never sleep, the subway does, <laughs> and people couldn't get back into New York from New Jersey. They had to get Lyfts and Ubers and yeah, there was all types of confusion and some bad-looking scenes on uh, Twitter because it started to rain, of course, and they were outside in the football stadium. So, of course, that's just adding more issues to people already having problems. So, if you got out of there in any type of form or quick fashion, then consider yourself very lucky. So, I'll be the one uh, conducting all the analysis on pun the pre-show because Miss Didi Jonay, of course, did not see it. No, I don't. And since the whole show was seven and a half damn hours, I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, you that missed it was ridiculous. You missed a great opening match between Buddy Murphy and Tony Nice to kick off the kickoff show for the cruiserweight championship. Buddy Murphy cuts off the running niece with a jumping knee strike. And Murphy Law gets a two count as Nice makes the ropes. Tony Nice cuts off Murphy with a super kick, followed by a German suplex to the buckles. He then hits the running Nice, and Tony Nice is your new WWE Cruiserweight Champion. 
Hey, I feel like I picked Tony, but maybe I made that up. I think you did. Mm. We're gonna have to go back and um, I didn't go back. I I got your DM of the new way that you did who you got. Let me tell you, that chicken scratch was so much easier than trying to like write notes. <laughs> well, it was, it was color coordinated, so it was yeah. easy to read. Yeah, I'll tell you later who won. Yeah, I didn't. But, uh, I didn't figure out anything. I didn't figure I, it out. I just did that earlier. I was like, I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should calculate these answers. Thank you, Russell <laughs> Cass, secretary, on her job as always. Can't escape it. <laughs> so now it's time for the newly named China Memorial Women's Battle Royal, as they uh, bestowed that honor upon China after the Hall of Fame. Mm. So, Sarah Logan, Oscar, and according to some people who listen to this show, future WWE Women's Champion Sonya Deville are left. <laughs> Oscar runs wild. Sarah Logan cuts Oscar off and tosses Oscar and Sonya Deville out. Wow. Sarah Logan thinks she's won, but wait, Carmella sneaks in from the rear. <laughs> She dumps Sarah Logan out, and Carmella, up to her old tricks again, wins the China Memorial Women's Battle Royal. So that Naomi book then? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, two in effect. Interesting. Something tells me it was better when Naomi did it. I don't know. Call me crazy. Speaking of Naomi, there are a lot of women in this and, uh, and we did not see a lot of interests, but we saw two, Naomi and Oscar. Mm. So Vince was like, even though they're about to get eliminated fairly early, at least y'all gonna feel this glow. <laughs> I wasn't mad. Thank you, Vince. Now for the head scratching moment of the evening. Uh, we had debate pre-show last week about if this match was going to take place. It wasn't on any publication that I could find when we recorded. I was all, I was almost going to throw this in as a bonus, but I didn't. The Revival, they faced off against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins for the Raw Tag Team titles. It breaks down with the brawling on the floor. Dawson hits a brain buster on the floor to Kurt Hawkins. Back in the ring, Hawkins looks dead until he cradles Dawson and ends the losing streak. As Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Man, this is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt Hawkins deserves something. Out the damn blue, though. Oh, yeah. They didn't even build it up on Raw. It was something that happened on .com. I don't even think people knew this match was even happening. (laughs) <laughs> unless you're like a super you know wwe nerd and you watch and you go through all their content like i do on a weekly basis i don't even think people knew this match existed no the only person i heard talk about it was literally you <laughs> like what and then they have them lose to those two? Oh man this is bad this is real bad <laughs> I am shocked by this booking. Uh, it's on to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 
I'm not going to go through all the particulars. Uh, it's down to Braun and the SNL correspondence. Who knew? Uh, Colin Joss begs off and Braun kills him. Braun eliminates Michael Che. Braun misses a big boot. Colin Joss tries to eliminate him, but Braun fights Colin off and he eliminates Colin Joss for the win. So everybody saw that coming. Except you, mister. I want to play spoiler. I'll pick <laughs> Colin Joss. Almost happened for me, though. See? Mm-hmm. Almost doesn't count. So let's uh, review Braun Strowman, the guy who probably had the hottest in the 2017 and most of 2018 in the WWE. Uh, he wins the tag team championships with a 10 year old kid. And then he follows that up by winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on the pre show the next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it went left, but it's definitely gone left for Braun Strowman. Yeah. Main show time. Alexa Bliss comes out. She welcomes him, she welcomes us to the show. And then she immediately turns off all of black wrestling Twitter as she brings out Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Paul Heyman comes through. He's like, okay, man, we had enough of this bullshit. If we ain't going to be last, then we going to be first because we got the plane to catch. And uh, <laughs> we got to go somewhere where we're going to be appreciated. So, Seth Rollins, get your ass down here. Let's start the match. <laughs> so, Seth Rollins faces off against Brock Lesnar for the universal title. There's a ref bump. There's a low blow by Seth. The super kick follows. We have a blackout. Seth hits another blackout. He hits a third blackout. And after the third blackout, we have a new WWE Universal Champion. Shook. So shook. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was the doubter. I didn't think that Seth Rollins was going to win. I thought that somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb for Mm -hmm. some other things to happen. Yeah. But I was wrong, and uh, the crowd got what they wanted right off the bat. Yeah, I definitely picked Seth and was just like, they're not gonna. No, you know, because you know how they are. WWE hates us. So I was like, yeah, it'll be Brock. It's fine. But, oh, I was so happy. I haven't started off a pay-per-view with such happiness in quite a while. (laughs) G-Money, your thoughts on... I guess Brock Lesnar's last match in WWE for a while. <laughs> yeah, you know he, he's kind of kind of like Michael Myers. Like he'll be back at some. Oh point. well, I was about to say I I spoke too soon because I think they're going to Saudi Arabia in May, and if the Prince want Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar will be there. Yeah, at all costs, over somebody's dead body, allegedly. Allegedly. Hey. But for real, no, no, no. Allegedly. In the battle to see who has to sign the check for the mortgage over at SmackDown Matters every week to Miss Didi Jonay, we had AJ Styles face off against Randy Orton. AJ Styles fights off the RKO, hits the phenomenal forearm, and AJ Styles gets the win. Thoughts, questions, concerns, Miss Didi Jenner? 
I mean, so team, I have a black friend beat team MAGA. Great. So happy. Oh my gosh. I thought this was a really good Randy Orton match, G. The pace was up. He didn't seem to loaf. And uh, AJ Styles brought it to him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what you're going to get with, with both of uh, those two guys. Uh, you know, it it was a nice match. Uh, apparently, though, for the people who were there in the crowd, uh, quite a few of them to get to see it with some lighting issues. Did you, did you hear about that? Yeah, the lighting trust was blinding folks in, like, a couple of sections. So, I don't know. It seems like they spend all that time setting up this stage that everything would be perfect knowing Vince McMahon, but you know, even perfectionists miss some things. After the AJ Styles Randy Orton match, we get our Lacey Evans runway bomb. Then we have our SmackDown tag team title match. We have a four way between the Usos, the bar, Nakamura and Rusev, and Ricochet and Aleister Black. Ricochet heads up top and hits the 630 on Sheamus for a two as the others make the save. Jay tags in and he flies into an uppercut from Cesaro. It breaks down into the big move buffet. We get the super kicks by the Usos, followed up by the big double Oose splash, and the Usos retain the SmackDown tag team titles. Yay. It's always good when the Usos come out in the icy whites. I think they're undefeated when they wear the all white. Mm, white is a cut. Well, Sism, white is a color of winners. <laughs> <laughs> this was a high level match. I think a lot of people pointed to this match as one of their matches of the night, as a candidate for match of the night. I really liked it. All teams worked hard. Uh, This is the part of the show where they bring out the 2019 Hall of Famers. Our next match, The Miz faces off against Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match. They brawl onto a camera scaffolding and Miz hits the skull-crushing finale, but Shane kicks out. Shane fights back and climbs the platform. Miz follows and Shane begs off. Miz attacks and he suplexes Shane off the platform and through another platform on the floor. But Shane McMahon picks up the win as his arm is draped over the Miz when the referee makes the three count. So Shane McMahon, unconscious and unaware, beats the Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I peeped it. As soon as he picked Shane up, I was like, Shane's going to be on top of him. I was like, yeah, that's a cute way to get there. (laughs) Uh, Everybody was waiting for the moment that Shane was going to jump off of something. Mm -hmm. But they switched it up and, you know, he got suplexed off of something. But the result and the desired effect was the same. So everybody. Yeah. Everybody leaves happy. <clears throat> well, not the mess, but yeah. Right. Uh, comic relief part of this was the Miz's dad getting involved and squaring up with Shane McMahon. 
<laughs> so that was that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that was a meme and gif worthy uh, part of the match. G Money, how do you think this match came off? The Miz being the baby face, working that style of match against Shane, and basically what was a hardcore match. Uh, I mean, I, I gotta say, me the the crowd loves the guy. You know, he he went from being you know pretty much universally uh, hated and disrespected to probably being one of the most beloved performers in the company. So. He knows what he's doing, and Shane is is willing to to throw his body around the ring and and off certain things. So I thought it it came off well. It's not like they really had to do too much except fall off of something, and and that's what happened. So I, I say they delivered. Yeah, they did in that regard. They did in that regard. Next up, the women's tag team championship match where we see Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Tamina and Nia Jax versus the double iconics versus the champions, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Bailey hits the top rope elbow and Sasha Banks hits the frog splash for a two count. They take Beth up top, but Natalia makes the save and power bombs Sasha Banks. Beth grabs Bailey and hits the super glam slam, but Peyton Royce makes the save. Billy Rick, Excuse me, Billy K pins Bailey, and the Iconics are your new women's tag team champions. Uh, yes. yes, 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 yes. WrestleMania just became iconic. I just, what does Sasha do? Why, why do they hurt her feelings like that? Her, I thought her hair looked good. Yeah, but like, are you ever gonna like successfully keep your title? Like ever? Well, they did have one successful title defense, didn't they? Did yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. They had one. Okay, so what's that? One out of like eight. This is true. That's that's hateful. But I mean, congr- congratulations to Team Straya. They deserve. I guess. Like I said, give Peyton Royce her title, and yeah, Billy Kay, she helps him too. First of all, Billy did the hard work. She got the big ass Lamazon out the way. Don't be dull in my Peyton Royce moment. <laughs> Listen, don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, they're going to be fantastic tag team champions. I don't know how long they're going to be the champions. But for the time being that they are champions, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Now for the match of the evening, they basically could have shut the program down after this match. Daniel Bryan faced off against (laughs) our champion, Kofi Kingston, for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan, he's laying in stomps, just pummeling Kofi. Seems kind of racist to me. The Mm -hmm. bell lock follows. Kofi fights. Daniel Bryan lays in cross-face strikes, but Kofi fights out, and he lays in strikes of his own. Now Kofi turns the tables, and he's the one laying in the stomps. Then Kofi hits the trouble in paradise. The referee gives us the one, two, three, and Kofi Mania is running wild 
as we have a new <laughs> WWE champion, and his name is Kofi Kingston. Uh, Kofi Shut. celebrates with the New Day and his sons in an absolutely perfect post-match moment. Oh, First yeah. of all, the little boy, the oldest little boy, is a star. The one who got up on the ropes? Yes. Like, like, like uh, I've been doing this? Give him 15 more years and it's over. Dominic who? No. <laughs> it's all about Kofi Jr. Just a fantastic moment. I'm not ashamed to say it was, you know, what a work's going on. Because I was <laughs> expecting Daniel Bryan to kick out of that trouble okay. in paradise. And then it happened and it was just like, it really happened. They really <laughs> let him win. Definitely just a, a great moment. Did y'all see the um, the video of MVP watching it with uh, Shaq Gaspar? Chad. Yeah. Yeah. They had the same basic emotion, too. So I don't know if there's anybody in black Twitter who didn't choke up a little bit seeing Kofi win that match. Yeah. I saw a video of Bianca Montez. I guess the other guy who's in Street Profits and a couple more people. And even, you know, even the white people were super hyped for Kofi except one boy in the corner. And I don't know who he is and I want to know because I don't like him. But everybody else was so hyped for Did he have his hair? Did he have like that? Long hair. Oh, he had long hair. No, I was thinking it It was was Pat McAfee, but I don't think it was. I don't know names. It was, it looked like it was long brown hair and he was on the right hand side where Bianca was on the left-hand side. So, like, he wasn't the focus of the video, so I couldn't see it, but I saw everybody being hyped but one person, and I was like, mm-mm, don't like you. Yeah, Bianca and Montez, they definitely were emotional. Mm-hmm. I, I think everybody was emotionally just wiped out for, like, the next hour after that match happened. Well, when you have a five-hour show at that point, it tends to happen that way. <laughs> so, Miss Didi Shanae, mm. your WWE champion is black. How do you feel about that? I mean, uh, <laughs> I got to Monday and I was like, oh, so these are the shenanigans? But assuming he's not a Sasha Banks and can have like a good run of it, I'm so happy. I'm so proud. He deserves New Day deserves, you know, Kofi deserves, Kofi Jr. deserves. I'm very happy for all of that. G-Money, there's two people who make up a match, so we have to give Daniel Bryan his props for everything that he brought to the build leading up to the match and his efforts in the match. How much do you think he had a hand in making sure that Kofi got this title? Uh, I mean... (laughs) If, as as the heel, he played a, a very important role in a match. And, I mean, Daniel Bryant, considering everything that's happened to him in his career, he's really been the just the the, the brass tacks when it comes to the, the, the epitome of, of class in that company. And he, he made Kofi look great. Um, he, he really did a good job of taking control over in, in that match. And I mean, it would, you know, he had to basically 
play the reverse of his moment that he had uh, back at WrestleMania 30. So uh, he did an excellent job. Um, it it was great to see how things played out uh, with Kofi and his kids and his family in the in the, the audience. It was it was just all around. It was it was a great moment in it. I mean, it generally looks like. It looked like everyone there was happy for him. And that, that, that was a great moment. Exactly. I, I think that that's the one thing that this WrestleMania, the theme of it, will be once we get to the finish is that, you know, for the most part, everybody was happy with the outcome of what they saw. And uh, that was just the icing on the cake right there. So congratulations to Kofi Kingston. 11 years. Hard work. Finally pays off. And he's your new... WWE World Heavyweight mm. Champion. Yes. And a Grand Slam champ now. Oh, yes. Can't forget that. Can't forget that. It matters. That's Hall of Fame material right there. Alexa meets with the SNL correspondents. They're all banged up. That's when Hall and Ass, dressed as doctors, arrive and offer free prostate exams. It's good to see that Hunter still looking out for his homeboys. Hogan gonna get a check. Hall and Nas gotta get a check too. I think it's like worked out that way. It's in the Constitution. Speaking of getting a check though, Titus with the power move, making sure that Yolanda got a bigger check than he did because she came out and sang America the Beautiful. (laughs) That's business right there. Definitely. Uh, Samoa, oh, you missed it, DD, because mm. you didn't because you didn't see the pre-show. But yeah, she had the whole, she had the whole choir and everything back there. Oh no, I saw that. Oh okay, oh, that was on the main show part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, you better, Yolanda. And I was like, this isn't even on the show. <laughs> <laughs> as long as a check is coming in, I guess it don't matter whose check is coming in. Speaking of getting a check coming in, Samoa Joe versus Ray Mysterio Jr. For the United States Championship, uh, this lasted about a minute as Samoa Joe cuts off the, uh, Rey Mysterio after a 619, puts him in the coquina clutch, and uh, Rey Mysterio went to sleep, y'all. Go to sleep. Oh, go to sleep. Oh. Rey Mysterio Jr. reportedly had a very bad sprained ankle that he suffered on Monday night in the oh. match against uh, Baron Corbin. So that's the reason why this match was so short. I'm, oh. I'm still disappointed. I didn't see no harm come to Dominic Crimson Moore Joe. I didn't see he did not address him in a menacing tone. He didn't sneak up behind him, make him pee on himself. So much that could have been fulfilled that they didn't even tap into. I'm so disappointed. Cut for time. I mean, with the build, but yes, they definitely sacrificed Rey Mysterio for everybody else's benefit on this match. Roman Reigns faced off against Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns hits a clothesline, a big boot, and a drive-by kick. Roman Reigns sends Drew to the barricade, and he hits the Samoan drop. Back in the ring, Reigns maintains control, and he hits the Superman punch. The spear follows. And Roman Reigns gets the win over Drew 
McIntyre. Yeah. Not as good as I thought it was going to be, but maybe that's because I was still like emotionally spent from watching Kofi become champion. And it was just kind of there. Elias, he performs. They've cloned him and he's playing the drums, the piano, and he's singing. Elias can do everything. Elias is interrupted by a Babe Ruth video. And then basic thugonomics plays as John Cena returns. John Cena has his diss rhymes ready for Elias. He starts making fun of him. John Cena mentions that he's turning heel and he's about to bury Elias's push. And John Cena lays out Elias with the F U. Can we talk about how all the Razzlecast Twitter was going up for John Cena and his 40 year old Caucasian white man, right? Rhymes? Can we do that? I would like to do that. Nostalgia. You know how they you know what they say about nostalgia? He's forty and he looks like Marky Mark. What is and I don't mean to judge you all harshly, but what the fuck? Midlife crisis John Cena. He's just got a new girlfriend. He's got to feel younger, so he's going back to the He didn't even cut his hair again. He still got long hair businessman John Cena hair. Fuck out of here. He did remember the pumps though. He put on a baseball cap and y'all got y'all goddamn lives. I am so embarrassed by all of you. All it takes is for him to now wear neon green and your fans again. Fickle. What did Daniel Bryan say? Fickle. Mm-hmm. Magnum Prime? I don't like him. Your thoughts on the doctor of thugonomics returning at WrestleMania? Hey, it's, it's, it's all about nostalgia at WrestleMania. So it was the it was the perfect segment for WrestleMania. But yes, Cena is a is a bit old to, to bring that out, but hey, it's it was a four one night affair. One <laughs> another one night affair saw Batista taking on Triple H in a no holes barred match with Triple H's career on the line. Speaking of old guys. <laughs> right. Batista cuts off a sledgehammer shot and he hits a DDT onto the steps. That's when... Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. We're just going to roll past the fact that he, he kind of tripped into the ring. Oh, well... We're not going to talk about that at all. <laughs> uh, like I told people who were uh, making fun of that, I don't know if any of y'all have ever tried to step up and get in the wrestling ring, but it's not that easy. And I can see if you haven't done it in a few years that it might be a little bit difficult. But he's a professional. You don't see the Undertaker under you don't see the Undertaker making that mistake. I don't know. The Undertaker was a little wobbly when he got in there on Monday. Yeah, but I don't remember tripping though. I don't remember that. <laughs> But yeah, Dave and uh, Sami Zayn, they, they had some unfortunate missteps this week. So Batista, like I said, cuts off the sledgehammer shot, hits a DDT. Then Ric Flair comes out and he gives Triple H a sledgehammer. Triple H hits Batista with a Superman sledgehammer shot. The pedigree follows and Batista is done and Triple H gets the victory. 
And no surprise to anyone, Dave Batista announced after the match that he is officially retired. Speaking of officially retired, Kurt Angle faced off against Baron Corbin. Angle locks on the ankle lock, but Baron Corbin escapes. Corbin talks shit, and Angle hits German suplexes. Angle heads up top. He misses the moonsault. Baron Corbin hits in the days, and Baron Corbin defeats Kurt Angle. Another mark for Baron Corbin. He gonna talk so much shit. Thought he was unbearable before. Oh, man. For the Intercontinental Championship, we have Lashley going up against the Demon, Finn Balor. Didi. Yes. Leo Rush distracts Finn Balor, and Lashley hits the suicide spear to the floor. Oh, that shit was amazing. <laughs> back in, a spear by Lashley follows for a two count. Finn Balor battles back. He lays in kicks, and then he power bombs Bobby Lashley. We get the double stomp from Finn, and we have a new Intercontinental Champion. I'm just glad that hopefully I won't have to see these two guys wrestle each other for the rest of this year. (laughs) Totally burned out on Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. But the spear was amazing, though. It was. The demon was a little bit underwhelming with the paint and everything, the, the, yeah. the actual costume. Yeah, I've seen better, for sure. And it's not like he didn't have time. He had a smooth seven hours. So I was like, why did... Should have went ham on the paint. But, you know, it's been a while. Maybe he's out of practice. Maybe they couldn't get their normal artist there. Possible. Now it's time for the historic main event as Charlotte Flair takes on Becky Lynch along with Ronda Rousey in a winner-takes-all championship match. Charlotte, she gets a version of the Ric Flair Great American Bash entrance riding in on a helicopter. Ronda gets Joan Jett playing her theme song to the ring and Becky gets her normal entrance. Charlotte sets the table up in the corner. Charlotte slams Rhonda into the table and then spears Becky for a two count. Charlotte then gets sentenced to the table and it partially breaks. Becky and Rhonda brawl. Rhonda hits a jumping knee strike and then rolls into the Piper's pit. But Becky counters into a cradle and Becky Lynch pins Rhonda Rousey. And Becky Lynch is the new women's champion. Hold them up high. When I tell you how you felt with Kofi was how I felt with Becky. Not because of like women over black, not that, but it was like stuff happened. It was like, oh great. Kofi happened. It was like, oh shit. And so it was like, they're not gonna let Becky win. You know how WWE is. So then when it happened, I was like, what? Like all them little emotions came out. And I didn't cry because I'm a thug. But I, I did get a little choked up a little bit. G Money, your thoughts on the historic main event, women main eventing WrestleMania for the first time, and Becky Lynch 
coming out victorious. Becky, two belts. Hey, I, I, I think it really lived up to the hype. Um, there were awesome interests uh, for for the competitors. Uh, I mean, they they worked really hard, and I was just legit worried when Ron when uh, when Ronda took that that bump off the ring apron. It almost reminded me of that bump that Shawn Michaels took off the edge of that casket. Like that that didn't look good, but turns out she only ended up injuring her hand. But um, they all worked really hard. I enjoyed the match. So WrestleMania ends with three new world champions in the singles ranks. New women's tag team champions as well. So a historic night in New York. An historic night for the live tweet. Thank you to everybody who used the hashtag ManiaCast. We were trending worldwide on Sunday night. So we could definitely thank all the fans, the new listeners, the new people who found the hashtag for the first time. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome to the community. Join us each and every week for Rawcast, SmackDown Matters, and our monthly hashtags for the pay-per-views and continue to share your commentary with color. So before we let Greg bid us adieu, Greg, give us your final rating on WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, if it wouldn't have been so long, I would actually have said it just for the the satisfaction of seeing storylines go the way that I would have preferred that they go. I would have gave it a relatively high score. It would have been one of the my higher rating, uh, higher ratings for WrestleMania. But uh, out of five stars, I'll probably give it give it three point five just because of the length. It just kind of killed it for me. It's too much filler. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss Dijonet, same question. Out of five stars, what would you rank this year's WrestleMania? Same reasoning, three stars. Because who the hell do you think you are having me on the hook for seven and a half hours? Oh, wait, I did with the pre-show. Six and a half hours. That's still too long. I don't care if this is WrestleMania. That doesn't mean it needs to be 17 matches. It means it needs to be the best matches of the year. Like I don't know what they don't understand about that. So, yeah, no, absolutely not. Three stars. You got me fucked up. I made a whole meal and didn't miss anything that mattered. I'm going to rank it four stars. Even with the length, I thought that there was maybe maybe one match that really kind of hit a dead spot. And that was maybe Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. But I thought everything else was pretty good. Of course, the outcomes of the championship matches, especially Kofi, definitely boosted it up a a tremendous amount. But I thought this was a pretty enjoyable WrestleMania, regardless of the length. I think this is kind of the new world that we're in right now where it's kind of like the Super Bowl. You know, they start Super Bowl coverage at 3.30, 4 o'clock, and then the Super Bowl goes off at like 11.30, midnight. Same thing at WrestleMania, I guess. So, if they say the NFL can do it, we can do it too. And we'll just be on the hook for it. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. 
The WrestleCast this week is being brought to you by Blue Apron. Now, if you don't want to do what Miss Didi Jonet has done and learned how to cook all these healthy meals on your own, you can sign up for Blue Apron through cspn.us. Just go on that webpage, click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free, click on the Blue Apron tab, sign up, you'll get $30 off your first purchase, and Blue Apron will then ship meals to your door each and every week and you can prepare those meals get in shape for the summertime just like Miss Didi Jonet did and you can support your favorite podcast here on the CSPN so again Blue Apron through CSPN do it today Monday Night Raw takes place from the Barclays Center the new Universal Champion Seth Rollins comes out to kick off the show crowd chance you deserve it but Rollins says we deserve it as he's waited a long time to win this title he says all he had to do was climb Everest and slay the beast he said he feels terrible today like a human mat truck ran him over he said he took all Brock had to offer got back up and while and while he may have used some questionable tactics he didn't do anything Brock wouldn't have done to him the crowd starts to chant full-time champ as far as he's concerned, Brock and Paul can stay in Vegas. Seth says he will be a fighting champ that they all can be proud of. That's when WWE champion Kofi Kingston and the New Day arrive. Kofi, of course, gets a huge reaction as Rollins tells Kofi, it's not Tuesday. The Superstar Shake-Up is next week, but Kofi says they are here for a celebration because of Rollins and Kofi's wins. The crowd, of course, is falling in love with this. Kofi then says that he watched the winner-take-all match last night and proposes a winner-take-all match with Seth Rollins tonight. Kofi says no New Day, no Shield, just them one-on-one, and Seth Rollins accepts the challenge. Miss Didi, did you get a chance to see this from the beginning? What, Raw? Yes. Yeah. Your initial thought when Seth Rollins is like, sure, I'll wrestle you. I was like, how fucking dare you? Not even 24 hours, bitch? Like, that was literally the thought process. I, I, like, I was set up to be... I was prepared to be pissed. You know, let's just put it like that. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Somebody got to come out here and stop this. Ho, ho, hold on. Ho, ho, ho. Somebody from the back. Anybody. Set. Um, where's Stephanie? Where's, where's Vince? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop this. They can't let this happen. We have a rematch from the kickoff show of the Raw Tag Team title match, but this time the champions, Ryder and Hawkins, are taking on the challengers, the Revival. We get a brain buster to the floor on Kurt Hawkins. We get a double team to Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder fights back. He tags in Kurt Hawkins. We get a shatter machine on a Zack Ryder. But Kurt Hawkins rolls up one of the members of the Revival because he was the legal man in the Revival lose to Ryder and Hawkins again. And the champs retain. (laughs) Yay. I don't get it. At least when the B team won the titles, at least they, you know, had like two months worth of wins and. Yeah. You kind of saw them like, hey, you know what? You know who's getting better? The B team. 
B team, B team, fight, fight, fight. They deserve all stuff. But these two clowns, they just get a match and then they win the belts and now they defending the belts too. Oh man, I don't like it. This is this stinks. <laughs> Baron Corbin's out. Of course, he's here to celebrate. He talks about retiring Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Of course, the fans start to call him an asshole. He mocks the fans. Kurt Angle chose him, and he proved that Angle doesn't deserve to be in the same ring as him. Uh, the ch- crowd starts to chant, shut the fuck up. Van Corbin then runs down New York, and he says he used, he's used to being doubted, and now he's better than an Olympian, and he feels he deserves a gold medal of his own. Kurt Angle arrives and says that Corbin was the better man, and his career is over while Corbin's is just getting started. He wishes Baron Corbin luck, bad luck, and he hits an angle slam and he follows up with the ankle lock. At this moment, Lars Sullivan's music hits. He makes his way to the ring. He hits a freak accident on Kurt Angle. Then he heads up top. He hits the top rope headbutt and Lars Sullivan stands tall. So Lars Sullivan has gotten over his anxiety issues and he has made his debut on the main roster by officially sending Kurt Angle out to pasture. I guess. Lars looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. He looked a little slimmer than the last time I saw him. Uh, he's still a monster. Kurt Angle, he had a little problems getting him up, but he got him up. So all everything was good. I don't recall what he looked like, but he was the one who had the panic attack, yeah? Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm glad he got over it. Yes, yes. Always good to see people overcome things like that. Especially when they hold them back from achieving their you know, career goals and stuff. That's definitely a, a, a bad turn. Mm-hmm. It's a glorious day here on Monday Night Raw because Alexa Bliss, she's out from behind the microphone. She's going to get in the ring and she's going to wrestle Bailey. Alexa Bliss slaps Bailey and then lays the boots to her. Bailey fights back and cradles Alexa Bliss with the ropes, but there's no count. Bailey sunset flips Alexa into the buckles, but Alexa Bliss hits the DDT. And Alexa Bliss picks up the win. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's what's the problem? Uh no. It, if it makes you happy, it makes me happy. The Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch arrives. She says nine years ago she worked in a bar not too far from the venue, but she finally did it. She's Becky two belts now, and the crowd, of course, just loves her. For months, Ronnie and Rick's daughter talked down to her, but last night she walked in with nothing and left with it all. Leaving home at 15 to fight around the world, she knows how to survive and overcome. So whenever you're done sulking, Ronnie, I'll be here to slap the head off your shoulders. She joked that the McMahons will likely give Charlotte the tag team titles to make her feel better. We get a lacy bomb after the promo. She walks down the ramp. She stops. She looks at Becky. She looks at the two belts. And then she hits Becky in the face with the women's right. Mm. 
Becky staggered, but she's not down. So Becky tackles Lacey Evans and beats her down, and they brawl up on the stage. Becky tries to get an arm bar, but Lacey Evans escapes, and they finally get them separated. It finally happened, Miss Dee Dee. I was so distracted by the fact that she did something that I didn't even have time to be upset that she was, like, hitting Becky. I was like, Lacey, finally, like, that's kind of terrible that I was that excited about it because I didn't even like the girl before. But, like, it's been months, right? Like, it's been months of her just walking down and walking back. So to finally figure out, like, she finally put some hands on somebody. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Testing Charlotte. Yes. I've been calling for that for about the last three weeks. Like, okay. I've, I've okay. I've, I've been rocking with y'all for like six weeks. It's starting to get very <laughs> repetitive and dumb. When is she gonna do something, or when is somebody right. gonna do something to her to change it up? Right. Well, she, I was like, at some point, somebody's just gonna hit her because it's just like, why are you here? You know, like nobody's ever gonna be like, bitch, move. Like, so the fact that something finally happened was so exciting. And uh, she bit off the big piece of cake because she went straight for the, the champ. Well, you know, you know how they are. Did you see Becky's tweet? Yeah, new Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> she's like WWE might have a type. <laughs> Which facts? Seth is backstage. He gets interviewed, and he says he accepted Kofi's challenge because that's what he does and what he lives for. This is his show. He knows what Kofi Kofi is capable of, and he better bring his A game tonight. Ricochet and Aleister Black, they face off against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. It breaks down. Roode and Ricochet fight up top, and Gable knocks Ricochet into the spine buster for a two count. We get the Skull and Bones, which is followed uh, with the Skull and Bones follows, and Gable covers for two. Ricochet counters the Chaos Theory, and he hits his cutter, and Ricochet and Aleister Black get the win. Elias is out. He complains about Cena ruining his grand performance with that rap music. <laughs> he says he will perform his rock opera tonight, and if anyone, no matter who, interrupts him, there will be hell to pay. Mm-mm. Said they'd be a dead man. That was later. Oh. It's not, it's not here yet. Maybe I don't listen to Elias as much as I thought I did. This was when he was on, on the couch in the back. He was on the couch? Maybe I don't listen to the last as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, he was on the couch in the back. I don't I don't recall him on the couch. I just recall the beard. Now, this is the part where I tuned out and was like, huh? What happened? A creepy wow. mini dinosaur pops out of a box and starts laughing. And everybody's assuming it's like something to do with Bray Wyatt. And I was like, oh, this is great. A dinosaur? Oh, that's what that picture was from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see that part. I must have been cooking dinner. <laughs> Bobby Lashley faces off against Dean Ambrose in Dean Ambrose's last WWE match. Ambrose hits a DDT on the stage. He clears off the announce table. And Leo Rush's distraction allows Lashley to spear Ambrose. Lashley then slams Ambrose through the announce table. And after the last three months of Dean getting his ass kicked, Renee finally checks on Dean as they go to commercial break. 
Finally, she tries to be a good wife. <laughs> this is last night. She was making sure he was okay. Mojo, he's talking to his mirror. He's got on some face paint, and the mirror is now fractured. Jeff Hardy. Uh, they can't get Rob Gronkowski sigh fast enough so Mojo <laughs> Riley can do something different. <laughs> Sami Zayn, he makes his way to the ring to a great ovation. Everybody's happy to have him back. Mm-hmm. Since he Me missed, especially. Since yes. he missed WrestleMania, he says that what's better than being back the night right after. He says he wants a match, so he issues an open challenge. The open challenge is answered by Finn Balor. And the match is turned into an Intercontinental Championship match. Sammy hits the blue thunderbomb for a two count. Finn Balor cuts him off with the sling blade. We get the John Woo drop kick, but Finn misses the double stomp, and Sammy hits the exploder suplex into the turnbuckles. Balor avoids the hell of a kick, and he hits the double stomp, and the champ retains. After the match, Sammy says that the loss made him realize he was missed. He then says he didn't miss any of this or the fans. He says that WWE is a toxic environment due to the fans. He's happy with his life and while the fans live in a meaning and he's happy with his life while the fans live a meaningless life. They just want to be critics so that they can feel important. No one has the balls to look inside themselves. You aren't the voice of reason while he does what is right. He's not here to save WWE or take over. He will come out here and hold the fans accountable. And then he tells us he'll see us in hell. Hmm. Your uh, your your spicy ginger bay came back extra spicy. I mean, he is Kevin Owens' best friend, so like, if Kevin's gonna be nice, then Sammy can't be nice. Like, that's that's not gonna work. Both of them can't be sweet. It was good to see him though, considering he's coming off a of double shoulder surgery. Hmm. Looking handsome as ever. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty good shape. So we'll see where this new uh, extra heel persona goes for Sami Zayn. Dana Brooke, she congratulates Becky Lynch, but says there's a line of challenges forming. Dana says if she gets a chance, she'll seize the moment. She's, she talks weird. She talks like they never taught her how to do a promo at the performance center. She talks like she's remembering everything that's on the paper and she has to make sure that she speaks very slow so she gets it right. It's awful, but even you sound better than how she sounds. Because it's not even that she sounds like she sounds like she's reading a script. It sounds like she don't remember what it said. And it's like she's trying to like in it and it said, and then I turn to my left like everything's a question nothing's sure and it's like girl then just don't speak like just be trying to like in her first couple years don't say nothing like but I guess you have to have on the job training but like why do you just be letting any old body leave the performance center don't you gotta pass a test or something no no not really well that was poor thinking on their part because the girl is awful on the microphone her and Rhonda need to go back to class. Elias is back. This is where he runs down John Cena. 
As he should. Elias says he'll show us how simple it is to rap. And he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was good. <laughs> especially about the, hey, John, I'm holding up three fingers and the middle one's for you. Hot fire. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Before he started this, though, he said if anybody interrupts him or during this rap, he says that any that if anybody was to interrupt him, they'd be a dead man. And promptly, the gong hits and the undertaker arrives. Elias had a moment. He could have got out of there. Y'all know it takes Undertaker 10 minutes to get to the ring. <laughs> Once the Undertaker got in the ring, Elias was on his way out of the ring. But against his better judgment, he decided to get back in. Undertaker hits him with a big boot, a choke slam, and a tombstone. And Elias rests in peace. Oh, poor Elias. It's time for the main event. The WWE Champion Kofi Kingston facing off against the Universal Champion Seth Rollins in basically what was a winner-take-all unification match. Kofi goes up top. Seth Rollins cuts him off, but Kofi shoves Seth Rollins off the top rope down to the floor. That's when the bar rushes the ring and they beat down Kofi. And Seth Rollins comes back to help Kofi. And then what does he do? He says, hey, that was a good match. And we'll come back to that another time. But right now, I want this to be a straight-up tag team match player. So we transition into Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston versus The Bar. The double-team white noise get to two as Seth Rollins makes the save. Seth Rollins takes out Sheamus and Kofi cradles Cesaro for a two-count. Rollins tags in. We get a trouble in paradise from Kofi followed by the blackout and Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. Are your winners? That's pretty incredible. The bar against Rollins and Kingston, Universal Champion and WWE Champion, joining forces here tonight on Monday Night Raw. Tensions incredibly high. Rollins and Kingston look at the work as a tag team. The Universal Champion now, obviously visibly upset that the bar ruined uh, such a high, Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. high stakes matchup. Oh, oh right on the apron. The incredible power of the Swiss cyborg, but here comes the WWE champion. And Kofi Kingston going to pay for this. Kingston slammed into the barricade. Kofi's feeding off the crowd here tonight. Yeah, Kofi all fired up, measuring his man, looking for trouble in paradise. Sheamus, though. Uh-oh, here it comes. Kofi with SOS cover. Can he do it? Cesaro saving the matchup. Bulldogging his way into the pile, stopping the pinfall attempt, and there goes the Beast Slayer to the outside. Kingston now tossing Cesaro. Dumping the Swiss Cyborg to the outside. What is Kofi going to do? Heading up to the top rope. Kofi's thinking big. No fear. Caught by the bar. Two of the most powerful on the roster. This is as physical as any match can get. Looking for the rolling senton. Rollins with a super kick. Not Seamus Silly. Oh, that'll do it. Down goes the Celtic Warrior. The Swiss Cyborg still in control. Could be. They're thinking about the neutralizer. 
That's Cesaro's finishing maneuver. Shoulders down now on Kofi, gonna try to step. Uh-oh, swing time! Kofi holding on for dear life. Uh-oh, inside cradle by Kingston. Shoulders down! Kick out by Cesaro. WWE champion just firing at all cylinders right now. Rollins made the tag. Seth Rollins is legal trouble in paradise. Uh Oh, here it comes. The stop by Rollins. The bar set up the challenge. The champions win. Seth Rollins burned it down. Here are your winners. The team of the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, and the universal champion, Seth Rollins! An amazing performance tonight by Seth Rollins, considering the beating that Brock Lesnar imposed last night at WrestleMania. The same respect needs to be shown to Kofi Kingston after just capturing his WWE championship. Two worthy fighting champions standing alongside one another. Yay. What do you feel about this Ebony and Ivory tag team? Listen, as long as Kofi don't drop that match, that title, we can do whatever you want to do. He can be in a match with Seth. He can go get Dean out of retirement. He can go make friends with Mojo for all I give a shit. I don't care. As long as he keeps that title, I'm okay. I've never been so thrilled in my life to see the bar. Okay. I have never been so happy about a disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> like running, yes, quickly. They couldn't get down there fast enough. Right. It's like, man, do you know what kind of backlash would have <laughs> happened if Kofi would have lost that belt on the first night? If he would have had a King Championship run? Oh my we god! We right. <laughs> We'd have pitchforks. Oh, it would have been bad. <laughs> Them little, them little torches. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. It's not funny. But yeah, no, I'm real glad that they decided to do it that way. It's like you didn't even need to play with me like that, but since you did, thank you for not having him drop the title. Right. So that was your Monday Night Raw from the Barclays. It's supposed to be the wildest, craziest, anything can happen Monday Night Raw of the year, but. Wah, 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 wah. Sammy came back. Undertaker was there. Kofi didn't lose his title. Lacey actually did something. Those would be the highlights. Exactly. Underwhelming for three hours. Every week. <laughs> so we'll transition into SmackDown Matters with the SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hi, you guys. They were at Barclays Center. Barclays Center is a beautiful place that myself, Jade, um, FNA, and Tatiana Janine kind of sort of met up at over the summer. So it's nice that they're back in the good old Barclays. Uh, it starts with the new day coming out to celebrate their t- Kofi's title win. Um, the Kofi thanks his family. He says, All of this is incredible, an impossible moment. The bar interrupts and say that they saved Kofi on Raw, which probably they did. Because Rollins was about to win Kofi's title. And then they proposed a six-man match. And they said when they were at Raw, they made a friend. And everybody's like, who's the friend? And, you know, they're all foreigners. You know, they're, they're from Europe. So they made a European friend. A Scottish friend, specifically. Drew McIntyre. So before that can happen, they're going to be a match between Aleister Black, Ricochet, and Ali. 
versus uh, Andrade, Rusev, and Nakamura. Andrade rolls up black for two. Ali tags in and hits a reverse Rana on Andrade. Has up top. The 450 connects, and Ali gets the pin. Post-match out of nowhere. Or end RKO's Ali as Owen stuns Rusev. But I think I saw a clip on the Twitter of an amazing moment where Aleister Black looked like he was going to jump out of the ring, but instead he bounced off the ropes and hit his little um his little sit down sit down. But Ricochet and Ali timed it so they all sat down together. Emoji flame. <laughs> so good. I like to see Ricochet and Mustafa Ali just have a straight up match. He doesn't have to have no storyline. Just mm-hmm. to see who can do the most flippiest flippy shit. Yeah, it be it would be fun because they are some active ass. Sometimes I think about all of the cardio necessary to do what they do, and I'm like, mm, exercise. And then I watch my 600 pound legs, so I can feel a little bit better about myself. So yeah, the Usos comment on tonight's match with the Hardys. They have a match with the Hardys. I don't know if you knew that. They congratulate Kofi, but say they need to beat the Hardys tonight. They're actually going to put their um, titles on the line. Next, R-Truth and Carmella arrive. They put over Becky and Kofi's manual win. And he thinks that Carmella beat Andre the Giant in the Royal Rumble. So not quite. Uh, Samoa Joseph arrives. He's upset about some. He's always upset. He and Truth get to fight and Joe chokes him out. Then he says, He's the man that destroyed Mysterio in under 60 seconds. Oh, damn. And he may take less time to do it to others. Then guess who arrives? Braun Strowman. Say what? My baby. So Braun beats his ass until Joe gets in the choke. But Braun powers out because Braun is a big man. And Joe escapes with his life. So that could be interesting. And keep in mind, we have the shakeup next week. So the horse fight i didn't know i needed until i saw that like it could it could be it could be so great fight forever 2019 uh the double iconics talk about their big wrestlemania win and your girls will defend against the best tag team they could find apparently these opponents are 45 and zero these opponents are named Kristen and carissa boots and tights we're presuming on that last name. They isolate and work over Kristen and Carissa tags in. She's cut off with a big boo. The double team knee strike by the double iconics finishes it. And now the double K's are 45 and one. Oh. Uh, Carissa was Carissa Rivera, AKA the girl who was at the front of the conga line that one night on Monday night raw. Oh, the one y'all all fell in love with. Yes. That's who that was. Carissa. Rivera. I remember her. Yep. Yeah, because that was the one time y'all found somebody who was in the conga line. I was like, oh, that's that's the one you care about? <laughs> hey, she was right up front. We couldn't miss it that night. Oh, no. She was pretty. And she had on a bright dress, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but while all this is going on, Paige is watching in the back. She's talking to somebody. I don't know who. Kayla apparently, Braxton. Apparently not Daisy Fuentes. No, it wasn't Dasha. <laughs> R.I.P. Or, you know, whatever. She ain't dead. She just got to get a new job. Anyway, she tells Miss Braxton that um, next week she's going to bring in a new tag team to challenge, I guess, for the t- for the championship or just to be a challenge for the tag team. One or the other. Um, out comes Shane. He's still doing his dance. 
He says SmackDown is great, but he wants to talk about Mania. He brings up Seth, Kofi, and Becky. But he says, y'all were really there to see me beat The Miz. He says Miz is at home taking care of his dad. And Shane said he had to defend himself and beat the father down. He says both Miz and Papa Miz got what was coming to them. Or Mr. Miz, I think is what he called him. And realized that Shane was best in the world. Uh, for whatever reason, there's CM Punk chance. Um, he makes Greg Hamilton come into the ring and repeatedly, repeatedly say, best in the world, best in the world. And he's not saying it quite right. He says Brooklyn is the best city since he lives here. Oh, he lives in Brooklyn. I'm not surprised by that. And tells him to do the announcement with pride and feeling. So they're, they're, they're doing that as he leaves. But finally, he gets it right. Took a while. Um, the Usos versus the Hardys. The champions call for the double Us. However, they miss. There's a tag to Matt. A twist of fate countered, and then he hits it. The Swanton follows by Jeff, and we have new champions. Post match, Don's new favorite, Lars Sullivan, arrives and beats up both Hardys. How'd you feel about that? Oh, that was some trash. Watching the Hardy Boys win <laughs> that match, man! Like, what are you doing? That's why I'm so glad Lars Sullivan came out there and whooped their ass. Like, <laughs> like okay, y'all had to win that hard-ass four-way match just so they could lose to the Hardy Boys in 2019? Oh, no. Oh, man. That's the thing about the nostalgia acts. It's like, we really have to pretend like you're not old. <laughs> like, we we have to really pretend old. like we actually wanted y'all to be in the mix. Nobody was calling for the Hardy Boys. I mean, we love the Hardys, but it's just it's just not realistic. Oh, yes, ma'am. You better lose your weight after your surgery. I'm sorry. I know I did multiple things at once. So, the man has come around. Becky Two Belts is making her way to the ring. She says it's been a great week. And she did what she said she would do at WrestleMania. She is the champ champ in Becky Two Belts. She tried to celebrate on Raw, but Lacey ruined it. It reminded her she's a big target. And so... Even though they're going to do the shakeup, it doesn't matter. As she has both belts, she'll be doing double duty on both shows. She says to bring on every last challenger and wants her run to be the most talked about in history. She's ready to take a beating and sleep with one eye open after going through hell to win the titles. Um, so then Lacey comes out and lays her out with the woman's right as she goes to leave. For some reason, this one hits different than the last one, and Becky is having a real hard time getting to her feet after the afterwards. Maybe she didn't get all of it like on Monday, but on Tuesday, it seems to be a problem. Lacey powered up like Little Mac from uh, Mike Tyson's punch out on this one. Ah, maybe that's what it is. Uh, Sammy comes, says the fans aren't worth it, and then he leaves. Just like a man. <laughs> Next is a triple, not triple threat, but three man tag: New Day versus Sheamus, Cesaro, and Drew McIntyre. Oh, did we talk about the fact that Biggie be doing splits and shit? Biggie, Biggie no, we, no, we didn't. Shit. But if you want to divert and talk about uh, your emotions and feelings when you see Biggie do the splits, have I at mean, it. I didn't realize he was that flexible. That's all I really have to say about it. Just like, mm, good to know. Sometimes. You don't even really need to get into it. It's just like you see it and you file it away for future reference. That was me when I saw Big E do the splits. Noted. It's exactly that. You're like, huh, noted. And then you just keep going. But yeah, Big E can do the splits. Anyway, 
He clotheslines Seamus and tags in Kofi, who wipes out Cesaro with a dive. There's a trouble in paradise to Seamus and New Day get the win. Kofi celebrates with his wife and kids post-match. And, oh, right to the elbow. And as we mentioned moments ago, the superstar shakeup is coming next week. So perhaps a preview of things to come on both Raw and SmackDown next week. We saw Braun Strowman show up earlier tonight. We saw Paige with some interesting discussions amongst the oh, women's man. tag team division. And we could potentially see Sheamus ship to Monday Night Raw and Cesaro remain here on SmackDown Live. The landscape can and will change drastically. Oh Woods gosh. might be oh, no, done no, no, by no, that. No, 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 don't do Forget it. it. Don't do it. This is it. No, 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 true, don't do it. Oh, oh into the desk. Ah. Ah. One of the good times. This is your ah. ah. This is my idea of fun. It is now the WWE champion who is standing tall. Kofi fending off Cesaro. And now Kofi Kingston measuring Sheamus, but takes out Cesaro on the outside. Kofi Kingston always willing to sacrifice himself. Oh, so, so much sacrifice to become WWE champion this past Sunday at WrestleMania. 11 long years fighting in front of his family here tonight in Brooklyn. Alongside his brothers, oh, Sheamus sensed it coming. Look at the power of the Celtic Warrior. One in trouble in paradise. This is outrageous power. He'll be able to maneuver out. Oh, Sheamus gets paradise. caught. Sheamus is down. Kofi the cover. New Day wins. Here are your winners, the New Day! I thought Kofi's wife was of the Caucasian persuasion because I saw that little baby's hair and I was like, who let him out the house like that? But you know, you gotta let baby's hair breathe nowadays. This ain't like the old times when it's like, cut the baby's hair. Or braid the baby's hair. You know what I mean? But I looked at that baby's hair and I was like, is mama white? But she's not. She's something. If I had to venture, I would say that she is, uh, it looks to be somewhere of South American descent, maybe. She's ethnic of some sort. What sort is... I don't know. But yeah, whatever. Nothing's wrong with the baby's hair. It's just, I was shocked that it looked like that. But he probably. I was going to say, can you believe that Vince McMahon let all that black love in his ring at one time? No. That's why she must not be that black. Because. <laughs> it's like, first of all, you got friend love, you got children love, and you got a spouse. Nah. You ain't never seen Roman Reigns' wife, have you? In passing, we ain't never gonna see them twins. He's like, good luck. But that was a, another cool moment, though, to see them, just to see how tight they all are. Like, this is like real, real life. friends, yeah, real family. Yeah, this ain't just for, hey, we here for two hours and we got to be pretend good friends on this here program. Nah. Because at the end, you see when the little kid ran over to Big E and they were having some type of conversation. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> we find out he called him uncle. Oh, it's so precious. But anyway, that is how your SmackDown ended for the week. 
again for it to be you know the last show of wrestlemania weekend a lot really didn't happen it was very boring no call-ups which was really a surprise i thought you know usually we get call-ups but i guess because the last ones went so bad yeah i don't want them calling nobody yet i'm gonna just be honest i want binky to stay where she is I even want this Ashkina to stay where she is. Like I don't want to deal with none of that. Stay your ass where you are. I don't want Dream up there. I don't want Adam Cole, baby, up there. Like no, stay right on where you are. Yes, yeah, it sucks to see your favorites not flourish, and you know that they can on the main roster the same way that they get to on NXT, and it's like. This can't all be the same company. It's no, it's it's no way. Right. It, I believe that it's the same company because it reminds me of some companies where it's like the left hand don't talk to the right. right. So it's like the, in this case, the left hand is doing all the shit you want the right hand to do, and the right is like, "What are y'all doing over there?" Mm-mm, nope. We know what we're doing, and it's like you don't know what you're doing. You know what you've done, but you have no concept of the fact that left hand is over here smashing it like <laughs> killing the game but all because it's new and it's the developmental or it's whatever you don't want to give it its prize and you really ought to be taking notes but no, you can't tell some people nothing so our last review is the aforementioned NXT these were basically the dark matches and pre-show matches that they filmed before the takeover event so we'll start with Aaliyah with Vanessa Bourne against Candice LeRae. A snapmare and a step-up senton by Candice LeRae. It's followed by a neckbreaker and a springboard moonsault. And Candice LeRae gets the win. They show Velveteen Dream cutting a promo from his phone during WrestleMania. Buddy Murphy walks by after his loss, and Dream calls him someone who can't handle the mania bright lights. Murphy gets annoyed and says that he stole the show. Dream tells him to watch his match against Riddle for a real show stealer, and then he wonders where Buddy Murphy's belt is. Yeah. We have the official contract signing for Kushida with Triple H and William Regal. Then Danny Birch with Oni Lorcan faces off against Jackson Riker with the Forgotten Sons. Wesley Blake gets involved, so Oni Lorcan takes both members of the Forgotten Sons out with a crossbody. Birch picks up a near fall, then gets hit with the Widowmaker, and Jackson Riker gets the win. Then after the match, they all beat down Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan again. We have the highlights of the NXT Championship match where Johnny Gargano finally captured the title. Uh, and then in a post-match exclusive video footage, Adam Cole seems to be blaming Roderick Strong for losing the title. It's like they're going behind the curtain and they're all talking about what went wrong. And Adam Cole's like, Roddy, what exactly were you doing out there? When everything was going right, what were you doing? And then he notices the camera and then he's like, hey, 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 turn that camera off, turn that camera off. We have an announcement that next week the Velveteen Dream will defend the North American title against Buddy Murphy. This is a 
redemption story of sorts for Buddy Murphy, somebody who almost got released, who almost got deported when Trump became president. <laughs> wow. As well. Um, got cast off of NXT because him and one of the guys, uh, Wesley Blake and the Forgotten Sons were like a tag team in NXT. Alexa Bliss was their manager. Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss became the one who was hot and they got cast off. Buddy Murphy got sent to 205 Live where he basically had to build his career back up from the bottom. But he's done that. He had was a very successful 205 Live champion. And now he's back to NXT where he gets to face up against Velveteen Dream next week. Wow. So good story for Buddy Murphy. Main event of the evening. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. They face off against the Street Profits. We get a double jump moonsault by Fabian Eichner that gets a two count. Dawkins returns with a huge spear on Eichner. Montez Ford is thrown to the apron, but Dawkins makes a blind tag. They get Barthel up for the electric chair. Montez Ford hits the blockbuster off the top rope. That gets to one, two, three. And the Street Profits are their victors. Yay. Yeah, it's good to see the Street Profits get back on track. They had suffered a couple of L's in a row the last few times they had wrestled on TV. So good to see them get back on track in front of the good people in NYC. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for them to get a run with the tag team titles. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, they deserve to see Montez Ford with a belt. The the, the skinny one, Binky's husband. Yeah, he's, I know who he is. He's going to be acting a plum fool when he get a belt. <laughs> so, ain't he the one who be shimmying in things? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so that was WrestleMania weekend from the WWE side of things. Like I said earlier, thank you to everybody who joined us for the hashtags, Notorious NXT Cast, for Mania Cast, for Raw Cast, for SmackDown Matters, for. Uh, cast of strong style to all the people who watched the MSG uh, Supercard. Thank you. We appreciate those tweets as well. That show was very good. The New Japan performers put on a very good efforts. A couple of classics came out of that show, so please check that out if you have New Japan World or if you're interested, go find those matches out there. They exist on the web. Check out the Naito versus Kota Ibushi Intercontinental Championship match. One of the best matches of the year so far. Big shout out to Sam, who was in New York for WrestleMania weekend. Big shout out to uh, Anwar Starwin, my co-host over on Cast of Strong Style. He took in the MSG Supercard and TakeOver. Shout out to Jason and Max. He used your uh, method on how to acquire TakeOver tickets to get him <laughs> some pretty good seats. So he was pretty thrilled about that and gave a lot of props to Jason and Max. So... Shout out to those guys and everybody else who listened to the WrestleCast who was in New York during WrestleMania weekend. We greatly appreciate all the tweets and all the uh, listens and downloads and interactions. And I hope you guys had a good time and got home safely um, and uh, had some memories that will last a lifetime. So, Miss Didi Jonay, at this point mm-hmm. in time, it's time for your shout outs and thank yous, ma'am. Oh, shout out to everybody, all the usual suspects. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout out. 
Shout out to the chairman. Shout out to you. Uh, that might be it. Yeah, that's it for specifics. All right. Well, I'd just like to thank Miss Didi Jonay again. I'd like to thank Greg Magnum Prime for joining me each and every week here on this ESPN for the WrestleCast. Like I said, thanks to everybody who listens, downloads, gives us feedback. We greatly appreciate it. Please support the sponsors. Also, sign up to become a patron. Listen to the Dark Match. Check out our pre- and post-show conversations. We can get in-depth on some things that we watched or just basic conversations about what's going on. You can find those podcasts over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. When you get there, sign up to become a CSPN Backstage Pass holder and you will gain access to all our exclusive content, videos, podcasts uh, from the WrestleCast, from Know the Score, and uh, other podcasts here on CSPN. So please, please, please check out the Patreon page for our exclusive content and hear us talk more in-depth on some of your favorite wrestling shows and just some of your pop culture things as well. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jonay, and for the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 232 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> I... I really thought coming out here tonight would cure what ails me. All it did was reinforce what I've realized over the past nine months. It genuinely seems like you miss me. I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, I honestly did not miss any of this or any one of you. Yeah, so it turns out WWE is a super like toxic environment. <laughs> yeah, it's not because of the McMahons and it ain't because of the other WWE superstars. It's because of this audience and your ugliness. Let me, let me be honest. I live a very meaningful and fulfilled life. I'm quite happy. But your lives seem so empty and so devoid of any kind of meaning that the only joy you get it's not even from coming out and enjoying the shows as fans. You only get joy and satisfaction out of being critics. You want to know why that is, moron? It's because it's the only thing that gives you any sort of sense of self-importance. You judge everyone and you judge everything except yourselves. You want to know why that is? It's because none of you have the balls to look inside yourself. Because you know the ugliness and the cynicism that exists inside of you. 
You're so bloody delusional, it's hilarious. You really think you guys are like the voice of reason? You really think you guys are like the voices that should be heard? Hear me roar. No, seemingly overnight, you have become the evil overlords of WWE. Sami Zayn has been about one thing his entire career and his entire life, and that is doing what is right. And now the right thing to do isn't to come back and save WWE. And it's not to come over and, and take over the WWE. The right thing to do is to come out here every single week and hold each and every single one of you accountable because nobody else will. See you in hell.